We just need the Holy Spirit just to give us that jump start that we can be on fire. Don't let your fire go down. You may see it flickering, but you need that extra oil to make it all the way through these hard times. Amen. And so for the month of November, we're having the revival, the worship in the sanctuary revival. It's going to be Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Sabbath during our 11 o'clock hour, every night at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock sharp. And we want you to be in the house. And if you can't make it to the house of the Lord, we're going to be streaming it online. Amen? Amen. So we want you just to invite somebody. If you want to see somebody in the kingdom, invite them out to the worship in the sanctuary revival. And also, I can't stress enough about our prayer service, our power hour service every week. You can't make it all the way from from Sabbath to Sabbath, you need that extra boost to make you over hump day. So every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, tune in on our uh, telephone prayer line. Be a spiritual evangelist and invite somebody because every time the people of God come together, that is evangelism. Amen. So invite somebody just to come on the line. That's not too hard just to dial in. And just get a blessing, amen, because I'm so thankful that God is not in quarantine, amen. amen. Now today, uh, we're having a historic event in the Central States Conference. We're having two ministers being ordained today, uh, Pastor Brian Irby from the Philadelphia Church in Iowa. And we're also having uh, Pastor Kimberly Bulgin is the a pastor of the New Beginnings Church in Kansas City being ordained today. Amen. Central States Conference is plowing new ground. Amen. So we just want to pray for the anointing and the Spirit of God to fall upon that service on today. So at this time, without any further ado, let us join God in praise and worship today. Amen. Yeah. 
everybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Anybody know who Jesus is? Anybody know that his blood still saves us? Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear God, most holy God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done in this place today. Lord, let your will be done wherever the doors are open on today. God, we come today, first of all, asking you to forgive us of our many sins. Lord, we come today just asking you to just pour your anointing in us, God. Lord, we want to just acknowledge who you are. Lord, you set this day aside so that we could just remember. Lord, in Sabbath school this morning, we were talking about who God is and why we should fear him. Songwriter said he gave his life. The songwriter said he gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, God, we love you so much. Lord, I wish we really understood what that meant, God, but we're asking you today to pour into us. Lord, we're asking that you will remove anything in us, Lord, whatever we're thinking right now. If it doesn't look like you, God, whatever we see today, God, we want to see Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would just help us to become more and more like you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for the anointing to be poured on the speaker of the hour today. Lord, we ask that you would bless him and give him words from on high. Lord, we ask that those that are about to receive this blessed message today, Lord, in song and from your word, God, that they will receive it from on high. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we are so grateful that you died for us. So, Lord, we ask all these things in your precious name, not because we are worthy, not because we deserve it, but because you died for us and you said that we could have a right to the tree of life. So, Lord, we give it all to you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
time life can beat you down so bad you can't say nothing but oh Jesus Have you ever run out of words to say? And you just say, oh. Jeez. Sometimes you don't have time to do a real long prayer. All you can get out is oh. That's all you get out. He's your father. You know how it is. Sometimes you say, old daddy. Tell him again. 
Jesus. Jesus. Come on, call him again. Jesus. Demons tremble. Jesus. At the very name of Jesus. Jesus. Situations change. Jesus. When you call him Jesus. Jesus. Cancer has to go. Jesus. Diabetes have to leave. Jesus. AIDS have to go. Jesus. Jesus. His name is Jesus. so grateful for the love that God has bestowed upon us, how he's kept us, how he continues to keep us. It is a privilege and it is a blessing to be able to come before your presence, to be able to do, deliver unto you something that God has placed upon my heart. But Jesus, sweet Jesus, as I look out and I faces in the pews or chairs so to say as I imagine the internet and all those who are tuned in all I can say is thank you Jesus we've been in a pandemic for some time but I'm so grateful that God has kept us and every time I think about how he has kept us I can only say Jesus he loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love. And because of that, we're here. And so I just want to take a little moment right now just to lift him up in prayer. Father God, Lord, we are blessed. We are so grateful, so thankful, Lord, for the many things that you've already done and continue to do. Lord, we know that our time is drawing near. Soon and very soon, Lord, we shall see you breaking through the clouds. But right now, while we have the time set before us, Lord, let us make our call on election sure. Let us call on the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I ask, Father God, that you would bless all those who are here today. 
all those who are listening. But most importantly, Lord, let your spirit move. Let it be effective and let it be positively received. Let someone, Lord, receive you and be called into your presence. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Our, our, our scripture comes from St. John, chapter 3 and verse 16. St. John, chapter 3 and verse 16. And, and, and also, John, chapter 14 and verse 15. John, chapter 14 and verse 15. If you would stand with me as we read and or recite. Start with John 3.16 first. It says, For God, you say it with me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 14.15. If you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, you may be seated. I just want to take a little bit of your time to express to you and to explain to you and to uh, uh, dig deep into what it means in the subject matter of what's love got to do with it? Renew. What's love got to do with it? And up under that, it's going to be the word renew. Renew. What's love got to do with it? I was thinking back on the very essence of creation. And as I was envisioning in my mind and thinking of what God had did when he looked out at nothing and he decided inside his, himself, I'm going to create a world. And he decided, even then, at the very expansion of this world, that his love was so great that it was important that he exhibit what this love got to do with it. As I continue to look at all the very things that he did, as he created the world and he looked at everything, and everything that he did, he said it was good, all the way down until he got to the end, he said it was very good. And he looked out amongst all that he had created, and he was so pleased. And yet he looked out, and he saw Adam, and he said, you're alone. And I can't have that. And so he decided to make a special tribute to Adam. And so he let Adam lay a rest. And as he rested, he, he, he knelt down, and he, he took a part of Adam. And he created Eve. And as Adam awoke, he looked and he said, whoa, man. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? He looked at her. And he was pleased with what he saw. He was excited with what he had. And he was encouraged to cover and keep. 
And as he continued to look and, and, and to dwell upon the beauty of his wife, he began to find himself in a predicament because God had given an instruction. He had told them of every tree, of everything in this garden you can partake of, but of this one tree you cannot partake. If you do, you shall surely die. And oh, as the story goes, you know it, I knew it. Somehow, some kind of way, there was a separation. And she came upon a tree. And just like any other snake in the jungle, he looked at her and he began to woo her. And he began to speak. Well, he began to say sweet nothings to her. Until it was at that point when he said, just partake. It's good. It will enlighten your mind. It will make you wise. And she partook. And lo and behold, her spouse. Take it. I'm not dead. I'm okay. I'm good. Take it. Don't you love me? What's love got to do with it? And he looked at her. And I can imagine in his mind, he's thinking to himself, she's so beautiful. Surely he can't create another like her. I don't want to lose her. I want to be with her. What's love got to do with it? And yet, he knew the instruction. And he partook of it in their house. And we were sentenced to death. But aren't you glad to know that there is a God? Because even before all that had happened, even before that began, he had a, con he had a conversation with his son. And he said, look, I need I need something. And Jesus said, don't ask me no more. I'm going to do. I'm going to lay down my life. What's love got to do with it? The scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you glad to know that there is a God who was willing to sacrifice, who was willing to give his only, but not only was he willing to give, but his son was willing to give. What's love got to do with it? Our challenge today is not who we love, but who loves us. Did you catch that? Who loves us? Because in understanding who loves us, then we can begin to understand what love really is. Stay with me. You see, sometimes we get caught up in so much of the emotions of love and so much of the fatuation of love that we forget what love is actually not even know what love is. 
And so we have to find our way to the one who is love. And he simply goes by the name of God. What's love got to do with it? And as I was looking at this particular text and beginning to resolve in my mind what it had to do with, I began to look back over the years. Lee said last year, except we forget our first love. I don't know how many of you have stopped and looked back and remember when you first came in contact with God. Or have you even stopped to realize that it's only because of him that you're even still here today. When you look and begin to reflect on who God is, then you begin to understand that you belong to him. But yet you still don't know what love is. And so I began to dig deep and I began to want to ask questions. What, 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 what is this love? And so I looked for it. I, I, I began to search deep within. And, and, and in the dictionary it says that love is an intense feeling of deep affection. Intense feeling of deep affection. It's a great interest and pleasure in something. And when I looked at that, it, I said, but that doesn't satisfy me. That's man's call. Then he said, well, it, it feels deep affection. Or it, it likes or it enjoys very much. I still wasn't satisfied. Because still again, we're talking about man. And so I began to say, okay, Lord, what, what is love? Who are you? And why is it that I should love you? And why is it that I should understand who you are? And so I began to look deeply into the word of God. And I, I came across this, this text in here. You all know it. You've all read it. You've all heard it. But it says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. What, but, but, but what's love got to do with that? Apparently there was something coming down the that the disciples, yea, even we, weren't aware of. And so he was making a statement, a powerful statement. And it goes on to say in that text that Thomas asked the question. He said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Listen to what Jesus said unto him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What's love? Well, if you're going to love someone, then there must be a relationship. There must be a line of communication. There must be some coming together. How is it that you can walk with someone 
for many years and yet still not know. What's love got to do with you? And it goes on to say, and it says, if, this is Jesus still speaking, if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father. Also, and from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. In other words, Jesus is expressing unto the disciples as well as to us. If you want to know what love is and what it really has to do with, then you need to come into an understanding of who I am and why you are mine. He's asking for a relationship. He's asking for commitment. He's asking for obedience. He's asking for your love. What's love got to do with you? And yet that was not enough because then Philip had to step up. And Philip said unto the Lord, show us the Father. Now, that one kind of threw me. Because he stood up and he said, show us the Father after Jesus had just told him, if you know me, you know the Father. And yet you're still denying who I am. Philip said unto the Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices that. And Jesus said unto him, you know, Jesus, Jesus is, he's just so nice and kind and considerate and loving. Because he could have came a whole different way, but he was so smooth. He said, Jesus said unto him, have I been with you so long, or have I been so long time with you? And yet, has thou not known me, Philip? I know he made it personal, didn't he? Huh? Jesus ever made it personal with you? Or have you even opened your ears hear or your eyes to see or your mind to receive. He that hath seen me, let me reiterate to you there. Again, I'm standing before you. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. So how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Philip, I, I'm concerned. I'm wary. Philip, don't you know I love you? Thomas, why are you doubting me so much? Have I not been with you? Have I not spent time with you? Have I not laid down with you? Have I not lifted you up? Have I not been in your corner when you needed me most? How is it? That you say, show us thou the Father. And yet, that sounds like some of us. God is trying to reveal himself. He's trying to give himself over to us. He's been trying to give himself over to us. And then when we find ourselves in a catastrophe, find ourselves in a place that we're not happy at, we don't call and support and ask God to really help us. We might call his name, but we really don't believe that he's there. 
that's the sad part. Because he's always telling us, have I not always been with you? Have I not always delivered you? Why are you asking? And why are you in denial? Don't you know that I love you? I love you with all that I have. He says, believest thou not that I am in God, in the Father, in you? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Oh, my. You want to know what love has to do with it? Jesus is giving you some interesting and positive characteristic traits that will help you along the way. If you want to know what's love got to do with, do with it, then you need to let Jesus come inside. He needs to become a part of who you are. You and I, we need to become one with Jesus, not one aside of Jesus. But we need to be connected. And so Jesus is letting us know, look, I am one with my Father. You want to know what love has to do with it? When I created Adam and Eve, they were created to be one. And because of a little separation is why we're in the predicament that we're in today. We have to get back to loving as Jesus loves, becoming one with the Father, becoming one with Jesus. Believe me that I am in the Father, in the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works What's love got to do with it? The second part of that text that we read, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, what does works have to do with it? You can't keep his commandments without loving him. You can't be in a marriage without loving your spouse. Well, you can be in one. But it won't be real. If your love is not sincere, then it's not being felt. If your love is not real, then it's not being established. Jesus says, look, in order for us to make it, then we have to come into the true fullness of love. We have to walk with him and not against him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Let me tell you this, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Love is everything. It's not that feeling. It's not that emotional but it is the reality, the principle of knowing that God is with you and you are with him. So then when you start falling in love with Jesus, you begin to have the scales moved off your eyes. You begin to see clearly. You're no longer looking at what he or she is doing or what he or she is saying. 
But you're looking at God. It would have been so easy for Jesus to say, well, you know what? They're not going to change. So I'm not going down. But he didn't do that. He looked out even before the creation of the world and said, I'll be there. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then you jump down to, if you love me, keep my commandments. So when I look at love and what love has to do with me, I begin to get a, a clearer, better understanding that that love is not most just an emotional attachment, but it is really a principle. One that allows me to facilitate and do what God has called me to do, not in my own strength, but through his strength. It is, it is an attachment that allows God to be able to use me, take hold of all of my skills. You know the text that we had in Deuteronomy, I think it was 6, 4, and 5 this morning, that talked about honoring the Lord, adoring, loving the Lord with all your, your strength, with all your your uh, 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 heart with all your, your spirit, that's the only way you can do it, is to be attached to him. And so love is not that respective love that mankind talks about, but it's a love that surpasses far beyond that. And so when I began to look at that, I said, man, I need a, I need a, new, I need a renewing of mind. I need to be renewed. And so I began to look at this word renewed. Renewed, renewed. What is that? It's an adjective. What, 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 what is that? And it's a word, a phrase, naming an attribute added to a grammatically related to a noun to modify or describe it. An adjective, a word, a phrase, naming an attribute that's added to or grammatically related to a noun to modify or deserve it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. If is a noun that's related to something that's grammatically added to to modify or describe something. If is a conjunction Conjunction, junction, what's your function? So in case that you didn't know, granting or supposing the term if is granting or supposing that on condition that even though whether or not, Jesus says, if ye love me, he gave you the, the noun, which was Surpassed by the renewing, the adjective, which is also an exclamatory phrase or sentence. If you love me, keep my commandments. And an exclamatory sentence is a type 
type of phrase that describes what the noun is just now talking about. So when Jesus came out and he says, if he had already went through with Philip and Thomas, letting them know what true love is, based on the principle of who he was, based on who they are, now he comes with the essence of what it is that I need you. If ye love me, keep my commandments. If, being a noun that is considered the directive or the condition by which we come into a oneness with Christ. And I like the term if because if is not indicative of meaning that I have to. But it still leaves me with the positivity, I, I, opportunity to choose and I'm not subjected to doing something that I don't want to do. But if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus is saying here to us that if you love me, you don't have to fight to try to keep my commandments. If you love me, you don't have to be in a battle in your mind to keep my commandments. If you love me, you will find peace and joy in keeping my commandments because they are actually in the same arena of the love that I'm trying to share with you. If you go back and you review the commandments, you begin to understand the first four simply deals with your love for God. The, set, the six other six deals with your love for mankind. Jesus is just trying to give you a perspective on how to live. What's love got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. But you can't have a renewing of mind until you accept that Jesus is your Savior, your friend, and your God. And so as I was looking at that text, I began to just really get filled. And I, I'm like, Lord, there's, there's a change that has to take place. Something has to change. And he says, absolutely right. And so he begins this. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. God is so good. He gives us every opportunity, but not only does he give it to us, he also supplies us with every need that we have. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Mm. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me. You want to know what love has to do with it? What a renewed love has to do with it? It's changing your perspective and your insight and allowing for the Spirit of God to come within. When we do that, then we will be more than ready, more than confident. Because now whatever comes our way, we will be established and ready to go to war. Jesus is trying to give us his all in all. 
And then finally it says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So the next time you think about what love has to do with you, the next time you think about why I'm here, why am I doing what I shouldn't be doing, reflect on whose you are. And when you begin to reflect on whose you are, it will drive you to your knees. It will cause you to get into his word to study. It will elevate you from the position that you are to another position. And you will keep on going higher and higher. What's love got to do with it? It has everything to do with it. Because love is what's going to take you up out of this world. Yes, it's true that Christ's death, that his resurrection, and that he that believeth on him shall be saved. But it is love that makes it all come together. It's love. If Christ, if God, if the Holy Spirit didn't love us, where would we be today? In fact, I don't even think this world would have existed to this extent. It's only but a short period of time that he's waiting patiently, trying to allow it to be revealed to you that I love you, that I want you. I would have did it just for you. Someone needs to know that God loves them. Someone needs to accept that God loves them. And Brenda, I am, I am not on the mountaintop. Hallelujah. I was told earlier. All right, I'm going to say it. But truly, God is good. And I know that there's a God that loves each and every one of you. And if you just take a moment just to realize and accept that love is everything, that if you want to walk up out of here free and clear, no debt, free and clear, for everlasting, free and clear, no hellfire for you, accept his love. I promise you that if you know who Jesus is, you'll know that he loves you. And I simply make an appeal to you. None of us are perfect. Don't let that bother you. We're all going to make mistakes, but don't stay down. Get up and know that he loves you. I promise you. Whatever that error was, he's going to help you get over it. And he'll help you get over the next one and the next one until he refines you to who he thinks you can be because he loves you just that much. Just choose him. Choose him today. Harden not your heart. 
receive him. He's already stretched out his hands to receive you. And if that's not enough for you, place your eyes on the cross. Look at the cross. He didn't have to come. You want to know what love has to do with it? Just look at the cross. They mocked him. Come down from there. And in my sanctified mind, I imagine him smiling and saying, I can't come down. Come down from there. I can't come down. Why? Because I love him. I love you. Come up to me. I can't help but get excited. Look at the cross. Look at the walk. They placed thorns on his head. Press down. If you be God, then save yourself. I could, but I won't. I got a path because I love you. They pierced his side. Blood running down. Save yourself. I can't. Not because I don't have the power, but because I love you. Nails placed in his hands. Driven in his feet. Yet he hung there for you and I. What's love got to do with it? Look at the cross and ask yourself why I'm still here. You could have been gone today, yesterday. Tomorrow's not promised. But because of his love, harden not your heart. Receive him today. I don't know if there's any out there that wants to come to the Lord. But I invite you if you want to come to the Lord. If you're not a member, you want to be baptized, I invite you to take your stand today. I invite you. If you're not ready today, then at least tell the Lord, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to study. We got, we'll help you. If you need to renew your mind, renew your vows, change your perspective of how you looked at your Lord, I give you that same opportunity. Be renewed. Be rebaptized. Recommitted. The good thing about God, and I love him so much, is that he's always willing to re receive you. And so the next time you think about what love has to do with it, think about the cross. Think about how much he loves you. And then you'll be able to reevaluate and establish your love for him, your love for mankind. And if you haven't just got there yet, it's not over because he said there's a renewing of mine. I can bring you back. I just need you to accept. But I will leave you with this. God is sincere in what he says he will do. Just as he told Adam and Eve, you partake, you shall surely die. That's not off the table. It's still there. So if you really want to love and want to be in love with Christ, then allow for him to have that burden removed from you. 
Allow for the Holy Spirit to come in. Again, I promise you, we're all sinners falling short of the glory of God. But his blood is sufficient and it's efficient. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Father God, Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you. Lord, we give ourselves over to you fresh and new. We ask, Father, that whatever may have been in our minds and our hearts as we came in, Lord, wipe it away. Let us walk out anew. But greater than that, Lord, we ask that each step we make going forward, you will become more revealed unto us and that your love, Lord, will solidify us and keep us. We thank you, Lord. We give all honor, we give all praise and glory unto you. And we again, Lord, thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Elder Wellington for the wonderful reminder of how much God loves us and how much we are to love him by keeping his commandments. I wanted to share with you uh, the stewardship nugget today. I just wanted to kind of give you an idea as a church where we are with our tithe and our offering. Now every year we have a tithe goal. And our tithe goal is around $145,000 for the year. And right now, as of the end of uh, September, we were about $33,000 short from making our tithe goal for the year. But we've got three months left to do that. So praise God, it looks like we're on target to make our goal, our tithe goal for uh, 2021. Now, our... As, as far as our offering goes, um, our budget for our church is about $8,500 a month. That's to pay the mortgage, that's to keep the lights on, that's to take care of the trash, that's all the workers that are working, all the musicians you see. Now, every month, saints, family, we have been falling short of making our goal to take care of our budget. So I would like to encourage us to just step up, just do a little bit more. And if you're not doing anything, do something. Because it's only in our offerings that God is going to truly put that extra blessing, you know, for us. Otherwise, you know, we may find one day we come in here and the lights are off. Or we may have uh, Brother Price, who is a beautiful musician, who sets the tone for our services. He may not be able to be playing for us. So let's be faithful. Let's be diligent. Let's make a commitment to, to truly honor God and honor his house and take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And I'd like to just share a, a quick reminder. It says, do all that you can by all the means that you can in all the ways that you can 
in all the places that you can, at all times that you can, to all people that you can, as long as you can. And that was a quote by John Wesley. All Christians are but God's stewards. Everything we have is on loan from the Lord. So we are entrusted, he is entrusted to us for a while to use in serving him. And that's John MacArthur. So I would like to just continue to encourage us um, to be willing and faithful servants and to let God know through our giving because when we give, he says it's given back to us, right? Great measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He says, shall men pour into your bosom? So if we are faithful, God will be faithful. You know, if we are diligent, God is going to prove that faithfulness his faithfulness to us. So let's continue to do that. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And you all realize that our deacons will be at the door. You can drop your love offering and you see the cash app, dollar sign top giving. Amen. Because you can't beat God's giving. Amen. No matter how hard you try. Well, let's stand, saints, as we'll be dismissed. We want to thank Elder Wellington again for that beautiful message, what love has to do with it. Father, now in dismissal, Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Now and forevermore, let the people say together, amen. Amen. Jesus, tell them about